Hi everyone, Sandman here. So I've decided to try the Tinder app for my phone for a couple of weeks and see if I could get on some dates and share some stories with you. I wanted to know what the difference between more traditional online dating sites and Tinder really were. And I find that Tinder is ultimately just as bad as Plenty of Fish and Cupid when I tried those last summer before I became a MGTOW. The only advantage Tinder has for men, it seems, is that women don't know a man's height from the photos that they see on the app. Most men can still see if a woman is overweight or chubby from her pictures, or if she hides her body. But women simply don't know about the man's height. And this app doesn't force you to enter that information either. So the conversations I would usually encounter on Tinder would usually be like this. Hi, how tall are you? Or, have you ever been married? Or, have you had kids before? Women on Tinder instantly want to know if you will be a tall, dark provider and want to make sure your money isn't already being shackled down to an ex-wife and child. Their demands seem fairly straightforward to me. But Tinder is taking female entitlement to a whole other level. Average and below average women are starting to behave like they're above average. And they're doing this because they get far more attention, and this seems to be the norm on Tinder. What I also found interesting is the idea that women are more likely to message me on Tinder than in the past on other dating sites. There is no bullshit associated with writing a witty and thought-provoking profile or any other crap like that. It's all about appearances and your selfie photos. It's pure glorification of the selfie dating culture. In the past, before the internet, lower quality women would be lucky enough to get a handful of dates with men they met through friends and in real life. Now they're getting far more male attention and probably going on a couple dates per month or let's say 24 dates per year on average. And let's say 10% of those men are guys with money that like to show off. I do my best to hide my wealth instead of flaunt it when it comes to women. If someone doesn't accept the fact that I choose to drive a 10-year-old car, then that's their problem. Or if they think I'm being cheap for keeping my 2-year-old cell phone, then it's all their problem. I don't see the need to get rid of perfectly useful and functional physical objects in my life simply because they're not in style or simply because I can afford to purchase new ones. Why would I get into debt to make some fat banker wealthier than he already is? But also keep in mind that this is my first real date since I was 21 years old. But I bet all of you have been just dying to learn about my date, so where do I begin? Well, let me give you the backstory. So I started talking to this girl over Tinder, and she was in the process of getting a new cat. A second cat. She used to have two cats, and one of them did a swan dive over her balcony and became a pancake on the pavement below. Can you imagine if the cat had fallen onto someone's head and killed that person? She told me that she left the balcony door open and left home like she normally does. And when she got home, her friend told her that the cat was picked off or scraped off the ground. So she never ended up seeing her dead cat after it had been killed. But apparently she didn't learn her lesson and still leaves the door open and her other cat goes out on the balcony and hangs out there as well. Apparently her other cat must have jumped for a pigeon, missed that pigeon and fallen to the ground. At this point in her story, massive alarm bells were going off in my mind. She also apparently has a chameleon, a giant tarantula spider, and once even had a snake. She even told me on our date that she once walked out of the apartment and thought that the snake was actually a bracelet. And when she noticed this, she rushed back to put the snake into its habitat before leaving her apartment. I was supposed to pick her up from her work for our date, but she changed her mind and decided that her apartment would be better. I got there and waited for about 10 minutes, which wasn't all that long. 
Sometimes women have kept me waiting for 20 to 30 minutes when I was a teenager and in my early 20s. Back then, after 30 minutes, I would typically leave. I had no idea that being late was standard operating procedure for females. If I did that to a client of mine, I would basically have zero clients, as word would spread. After I met her, we wandered to the local bar and stopped at a local bookshop, and she found at least two or three different books that she was interested in. I'm not sure if she wanted me to purchase those books for her. The woman that showed me Tinder a few weeks ago told me that she uses it to meet boys that pay for her dinners, and she has a long-term boyfriend for many years now. I often wonder how many women have boyfriends and go onto online dating services to find free meals and entertainment from different men. I've heard stories about guys using their girlfriends to get free drinks by getting those girls to ask guys at the bar for drinks. I asked that girl that told me about Tinder how she felt about leading guys on, and she said she felt perfectly fine doing it. I must also mention that she weighs 200 pounds, is in her early 20s, and still gets guys to buy her her meals. If I were her, however, I'd be trying to get a free gym membership out of those guys. Otherwise, I can only imagine her size once she reaches the age of 30 or 35. But apparently, that's okay, because guys are increasingly dating big and beautiful women. All women, even the more unattractive ones these days, have increased their value thanks to online dating and Tinder. Online matchmaking is stacking power into women's corner more and more with each and every single passing year. Now getting back to the date. The bar we went to had a shitty patio, so we decided to go elsewhere. Actually, she preferred that I take the initiative and do so. After eating, I decided to take her out to the lake for a walk by the water. As we drove down the highway, we saw the local Ikea and Michael's stores, which she pointed out to me. Her apartment apparently is not fully furnished, as her ex-boyfriend took the television and a couple of nightstands and many other things. And her former roommate took almost everything else. And I didn't get to see what her apartment, but that's what she told me. And she passed herself off as someone that wasn't very materialistic. But in reality, she was. She just didn't have the means to buy the things that she wanted for herself, or hadn't found a guy to buy those things for her, yet. Maybe she was thinking I was dumb enough to pull into the Ikea and feel sorry for her for not having a fully furnished apartment and decide to help her out. Maybe girls are starting to work way past free dinners. Free dinners are nice, but having your apartment decorated by a man on his dime might be the better way to go. Needless to say, I wanted to get more material by going on more dates with her, but apparently she didn't think our first date went all that well, and she ignored my calls and texts after it. The difference between a date today and in my 20s is I simply don't care about how I'm behaving. I don't care if I get loud and obnoxious. I don't care if I don't impress someone. I honestly don't care if I fart. I'm chilled back and don't give a shit because I know that, that there's no such thing as a prized woman out there anymore. They all have their deep-seated issues and are looking to take power from men. If I think a woman is trying to play games with me, I've also got this whole sensitive guy routine down so well that people think it's actually me. And I've had women tell me that they would be willing to teach me how to lie better so that I wasn't being obvious when I was upset and very sensitive. My trick is to believe my own lie about being sensitive, and then so will everyone else. I can usually control my ability to blush on demand. I built this ability back when I was in my 20s. Getting back to Tinder, there seems to be a great advantage with using this app. You can often see when people are online so that you know if they're talking to other people on the app as well as you. There's also a GPS portion of the app that lets you do a rough tracking of the person. You can see how far they are away from you if their phone is on, and most people, 99% of which, keep their phone on all the time. So you can catch them in a lie or being dishonest if they go somewhere where they told you they wouldn't be. 
The girl I met for my date took me off of Tinder, which was her subtle way of saying that she was no longer interested. But the whole time I was talking to her on the phone, for a few hours each night, she was still on Tinder. So who knows how many other guys she was lining up for dates. During our date, she even started talking about a guy that she's currently speaking to on Tinder. Then she realized that maybe she shouldn't be saying that when we're out together and corrected herself and said that she wasn't really talking to him. With regards to being a MGTOW and dating, I decided to go on a date with someone I met as yet another one of my social experiments to pick up material for this YouTube video channel. Love is a joke in my mind. I don't fall in love anymore. And sex is a scary proposition with a strange woman that I don't know in my 30s because I don't know how many guys she slept with and how many diseases she has. The girl I went on a date with was telling me that there were tons of guys out there hitting on her. And I also got the impression that she likes younger guys than herself, and I'm a couple of years older. She told me that all the men she's ever been with were younger. My guess is that the younger guys are easier to mold and manipulate by her. And she can more easily get them to follow her around like puppy dogs. Today I was driving around with a buddy of mine and talking about dating as well as life in general. And we thought about our favorite science fiction world, and if we could actually live in it, which one we would decide to live in. And we both agreed that the world of the Matrix would probably be perfect. Especially the first film that has the lady in red. She doesn't speak very much, and she's probably just programmed to have sex. Or the film Inception where you can program your dreams to do whatever you want. If you could control your dreams and get all the sexual fulfillment that you wanted, or create a virtual world in your mind, then that would basically spell the end of dating, because probably most men would get all the sexual satisfaction they needed in those virtual worlds. And then we could subsequently create an artificial wound, or possibly use surrogates to have children. And most of our children would probably be male. Women's sexual value would plummet if we could create a viable alternative to sex that was based on a man-machine or man-dream interface. The problem with physical sex robots and androids is that their believability falls rapidly once you see them move. Apparently synthetic humans don't attract humans like the real thing. Projected versions of real humans, like in dreams, would probably be much better. I think that if such technology were available, it would forever alter the way our species relates to one another. Men could basically go into their virtual worlds, get all the sex that they wanted, and then go about their way in the real world. Well, women, I'm sure, would go into the virtual world and live a life of luxury, going and eating at fancy restaurants, driving fancy cars, and getting all the attention they wanted from virtual men. But they would return to real life each and every single day and be forced to work so they could enjoy the luxury in their sleep. So in some sense, they would still need or want a man to help them not have to work during the day and produce all the physical things that they would need in their waking life. Such technology would certainly shift the power of male-female relations forever back into the hands of men. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for this video. Thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.